Hey everyone, and welcome back to a Lumineers Quest podcast where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach. And I'm Jacob. And thanks for coming on this journey with us. Okay, so this is a first for us. This is a re-record. We messed up the first time we did this. I, I screwed up the mic settings. So we're re-recording, but I think it benefits us with some news that's come out. It, it does. Um, the last one, I think, was our longest episode yet, if we would have published it. Um, so maybe we need, we're learning to maybe shorten this one a bit too, so... Speed it up a little bit? Speed yeah. it up a little bit. So anyways, this episode is on... One, I think our news is going to be on Chapter 2 cards, but that flows directly into the, the main topic of today, which is going to be like our hopes and wants for not only Chapter 2, but and beyond. You know, we've already talked about the wants on some of the Chapter 2 stuff with like Raya and other things that we had already planned, but this has been planned for a long time, so we're going to just kind of like go and beyond into some other properties and like Pixar things, and so it'll just be fun to talk about like where we see the game going and what we'd like to see in the future. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so again, um, we have a we have a bunch of comments on this one from listeners and from like tweets and stuff. And so, if you'd like to reach us, you can, um, you know, comment on any of our YouTube videos, which is you know, Illumineers Quest on YouTube. Uh, you can message us on Twitter at Lorcanapod. You can email us at Lorcanapod at gmail dot com. Um, and then, if you're listening on YouTube, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, for any of the other major podcast channels. Okay, so with that said, let's get into. The, the episode here, so card of the week. So I'm going to go with Simba, is it Brave Cub? Is uh, oh, go pr- Prideful Cub? Protectful Cub. Protectful Cub. I'm, go- I'm going with that, and I'll correct myself if I'm wrong, so continue. So I've been playing with more colors or inks than just ruby and amethyst lately. Protective. Protective, okay. And I've been doing a little bit of emerald, a little bit of amber, um, and I've... Really, this card has caught me off guard with just how versatile it is. It's so it's got um, extremely. It's got it's the two cost bodyguard Simba. Inkable two cost two strength three willpower with bodyguard on a two cost is insane. Um, it obviously protects stuff like Lilo and Amber, or depending like you know if you've got some if you're playing Emerald too, your Flins, your Mad Hatters, Cusco stuff like that that it really helps protect. Um, and really, you can use it in any way you want to protect whatever you want, um, even only if it's one turn, you know? It, or, or even late game or mid game, if it's just another layer that people have to attack through to get to Rockstar Stitch or to get to um, Rapunzel or somebody else that's more of a questing threat, it's still just another layer. And so that's, I love Amber. Amber's one of the main decks that I've played for like, you know, mid range ish, and Simba is one of my favorite in that for sure. Absolutely, it's one of the best for sure. One of the best bodyguard cards, period. Yeah, I mean, I you know the other bodyguard cards are good, obviously, and take a little bit more tankiness to get through. But it's more just that deflective that you have to go through something in general. I think that makes it the annoyance factor there. So it's it's really really helpful in a lot of situations. Extremely strong, I agree, and I and so yes, I completely. I, I commend you on this card of the week because I, I love him too. He's one of my favorites in Amber for sure. Okay, so what's on our minds slash news. Um, kind of alluded to this just a minute ago, but there have been so many new cards that have been released. I believe nine in total that we're going to talk about here today. And one came out, so we're recording this on 
Sunday, October 8th, and one came out late last night. That's a new legendary in Emerald, and my mind is blown, and I'm already in the kitchen cooking up new strategies for Chapter 2. It is in the conversation for best card in the game. So we're going to come back to that one. I'm going to save that one for last, and we'll roll through some of these other ones. So let's start with... Um, well, there's only one Ruby, so let's start with Minnie Mouse here. Minnie Mouse, Wide-Eyed Diver, is a four-cost inkable card. Uh, two strength, three willpower. She has a shift ability onto the one cost mini that's currently in the ruby set. Um, she has evasive, so that's cool. And her ability's a little high of a bar to get to the threshold, so I don't think she's super powerful, but the, the ability is whenever you play a second action in a turn, this character gets plus two lore for this turn, so she can quest for three. If that, that activation of that ability is just so high, I don't think it's super super playable i think the biggest advantage of this comes to being a shift two evasive card and that's that's basically what it is um there's nothing it's it's really just a two cost pascal basically and that's that's kind of all it is at the moment yeah i mean it has has some strength and and willpower so if you want to deal with it with a normal evasive card you'd have to spend you know three or four ink and so i think it just gets those evasives out a little quicker but in general you know it, it, i think it's a mid-range card not super strong not not super weak but it'll find its way into some decks i would imagine but yeah so that's many and then like we can move on to steel which has three new cards to talk about um Starting with what I think is probably the weakest one, even still with the 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 finale card we're going to talk about today, is Robin Hood Capable Fighter. He's a two-cost, uninkable, which I think just uninkable just is like a... It has to be super important. If it's mm -hmm. uninkable, it has to really, really, really play a ton of value to make it into a deck. One strength, three willpower, quests for one, but has an ability that says exert to deal one damage to chosen character, which you know kind of replaces Blaster in that regard, the Plasma Blaster item. But I think, it again, it being uninkable and it exerting to make itself vulnerable, just it doesn't lend itself a lot of help. Yes, I mean, that, that is for sure. I just think that maybe with the Finale card, if you have multiple Dias on the board, maybe this isn't the biggest threat to your opponent, so maybe they leave them on the board and you can keep dealing out those one damage. Could also predict that that's coming and want to take him out early because of that but i mean i, I think i the the uninkable does hurt it i don't know why i don't think this is near like broken to be uninkable agree um but i i could see its use i think it does have some utility but again i think it's on the same level of many where it's kind of niche and it's not the most op card in the game and so it'll find its way into some deck but Okay, so next, a item in in steel is mouse armor. It is a two cost again uninkable, um, but its its action when is for the item is exert chosen character gains resist plus one until the start of your next turn. So it resists plus one on the turn that you exerted and your opponent's turn. So it helps a little bit. Again, I think it's cool. I think there's so much other resist that we've seen already that again being another uninkable card, maybe it's helpful, maybe it's not. If there's a card you want to protect for one turn, then this is helpful in that regard. Um, maybe maybe this can help one of your best cards survive a Maui for one turn. You know, like something like that. But other than that, I don't see big use out of it. 
I could see it being super fun having like four of these on the board and just making it impossible to take a card off. But that's it, very true. It, it would be so hard to get to a point where that's valid that I think you would be so far behind in yeah. it. But now this maybe works on a Tomatoa deck or something like that. This could yeah. be really good. Yeah, that's true. That I mean, that very well could be. But anyways, again, I think Uninkable has to be have a lot of super useful utility, and I just don't think it's quite there yet. Um, this one. The next one in Steel isn't super exciting alone, but giving the shift target, it is super exciting. So we have the shift target for the big Cinderella in Steel. The Cinderella Knight in Training is a two-cost, inkable, two-strength, two-willpower card that has the Simba ability from Steel, which is whenever you play this character, you may draw a card and then choose and discard a card. So good to shift through your deck to get to the big Cinderella. Good to shift to your deck to get to like Big Tink, maybe, if you still want to play her. So... Nothing crazy, great shift target, but yeah, so I think it's going to be played in a lot of decks because of Cinderella. It, it does not matter because you get to play that insane Cinderella <laughs> for five. Yep, it, that's all that matters. All that matters. Okay, getting to the main ink here. We have five, five Emerald cards to talk about. Insane. So we're going to run through these. Um, first one is Hypnotize. It's a cool uh, Jungle Book Caw card from Jungle Book. The action is each opponent chooses and discards a card, and you get to draw a card. So in that emerald realm of disrupting your opponent's play, also helping yourself out a little bit with draw, I think being three cost is a little bit too high of a bar, again, to really make this valuable. If it was a song, I know you've said that, then it would probably be a little bit more helpful. I think if it was Trust in Me, the song be much better. Yeah, um, if, if you could sing this on turn three, I think it would be incredibly disruptive. And really, really powerful then. But as it stands, it's like, eh, probably it's on the lower tier for sure. I mean, it has its uses. Like, you're getting card draw in Emerald, which is nice. Um, just there's better ways to do that, I think. Yep, and we'll talk about that one right now. Is that I think a much better option is the one of the other newest cards that has come out for Emerald. It's called Improvise, and it's a Mulan fighting Shen Yu card. And it, so I love the art and the Improvise behind it. Um, it's a one cost, so cheaper than Hypnotize, and its ability is chosen character gets plus one strength this turn, and you get to draw a card. So Emerald doesn't have much fighting capabilities, so I like that. That helps you there. It replaces itself, so I like that there. And I also like that Mulan is fighting with an ice cream bar. It's not an ice cream bar. It's... I'm very much aware, but you look at that and tell me that that doesn't look like an ice cream bar. I can tell it's a fan. <laughs> I can tell it's a fan. Come on, come on, be fun here. Okay, but no, anyways, I, I like I like improvise a lot more than hypnotize. I mean, I would consider playing this if it was a just draw a card. Like if I was really trying to get to something in my deck, I would consider having this in it. Like, but the added gets one damage this turn is is great. Um, I think it, I think it's solid for what I, I I think it is too. And in talking about the plus one strength and the you know adding to the emeralds challenging abilities, comes in a one card but two card reveal yes. being panic, uh, underworld imp from from Hercules, which panic in the panic card it mentions pain you know his good trusted sidekick or buddy I guess and so panic is a three cost uninkable card. Two strength, three willpower. Quests for two, so that's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. um, but his ability is whenever you play this character, chosen character gets plus two strength this turn. If character is named Pain, 
then character gets plus four strength this turn. So they definitely have some synergies there, but in general, again, you're adding some challenging abilities to other cards in your Emerald deck, which I think can help you outlast some aggro decks and get to you know the ramp up of your Mad Hatters, your Cuscos, your Hanses, and so forth. I think it's a really decent ability for a three-cost uh, two-lore quester. Like, I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, it's, it's ways to quest and then get your attacking going on on the board i think it's really decent card and who knows what pain is he could be a really high attacker that's true so who who knows yeah i think again the only notch against this one is is there's so many uninkable cards in emerald already mm-hmm. that having another one uninkable is going to be hard i mean Cusco is extremely valuable genie i know makes its way into a lot of decks and so it's just going to be hard to fit in but i do see a world where that can be really valuable too okay moving on to the second to last card would be Bucky, Squirrel Squeak Tutor from um, Emperor's New Groove. It is a two cost, inkable, one strength, one willpower card, has ward, and so it's a really disruptive card because you can't directly challenge it, and it's mainly, from what I understand, just meant to stay on the board because his ability is whenever you play a Floodborne character, each opponent chooses and discards a card. So he's mainly meant to just play not to quest until you're like in the striking distance of winning and then just really disrupt your opponent late game. I don't know. I don't know. I really... When I saw this card, it didn't make sense to me. I just think having Ward on a one strength... It is Rise of the Floodborne, though. So there's going to be a ton of Floodborne cards, I would think, to play to activate that ability to disrupt your opponent. This, this card isn't meant to help you it's meant to disrupt your opponent that's the way that i see it i mean i see that for sure i just i have to like a lot of these i'd have to wait and see yeah i think we'll have to see how the set fills out and if there are a really good amount of floodborne targets to use that ability on then it could be really 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 awesome okay but you know i think we've waited long enough getting to the big bad of the new news is another legendary beast in emerald which is crazy enough to begin with but it's a six cost inkable beast relentless four strength five willpower quests for two and his ability drum roll please is whenever an opposing character is damaged you may ready this character and nowhere in there says you cannot quest the rest of this turn so you can quest with beast multiple times in one turn and you also have the ability to if beast is challenged and damaged or somebody else on your team is challenged and damaged like a bodyguard then he gets readied up and he's not vulnerable anymore best card in the game conversation i really think so too because i've like i said i've been cooking all morning long thinking through this one so imagine a scenario where you're playing emerald steel and you have fire the cannon you have big tink that comes on and does one chip damage you have big tink that can damage an opposing character from challenging and then deal damage to another opposing character with her ability when she banishes somebody so there's eight lore in one turn from a shift target of four and you're probably playing that on like turn six or seven because beast costs six so like if you have 10 and you have beast on the board like you're in striking distance to winning the game from 10 my brother Tyler is a big steel player. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to be in bad shape come come chapter two. <laughs> I have I have news for you. I think I'm a steel player. <laughs> I love emerald. I hate steel because of all that chip damage. I just I, I I've thought of other possibilities with like the Cogsworth where he gives 
all the Cogsworth and Aurora and Sapphire where he gives everybody resist and ward so that you have a ton of protection around Beast. I've thought of Amber where you have a ton of healing to all the characters that are going to be challenging and doing damage to Ready Beast back up. But I think Steel is probably the biggest one. But yes, Beast Relentless, Legendary Emerald, I am ecstatic for this card. And I think the, the biggest way to use this too with Steel would be to ready quest, ready quest, ready quest. And on that last one, keep it readied so it's not vulnerable to attack so you can do it the next turn. Depending on the, vul depending on the characters that the opponent has on the board, that's definitely an option. But again, if they only can deal like two or three damage in their turn, Beast has a strength of five. And so you don't even have to worry about it. You just leave him there, make them attack him, and then he readies up and they can't finish him off. And so, again, it depends on the scenario, but yes, to your point, I think in most scenario, in most situations, you're going to want to have him ready to where you have to use a, a Be Prepared or a Dragonfire or a Let It Go or something like that to, to remove him off the board. I mean, he's a he's a six ink, so the Mauis are out there, so you probably want to keep him readied. If you're playing Ruby, for sure, yeah. You know, I, I know that there's, a, you know, obviously a lot of Sapphire players and a lot of Amber players and a lot of Steel players, and so, again, I think it depends on the scenario. Most cases, keep him readied. Okay, I know that's really fast through Beast, and I could talk about him for probably another 30 minutes if, and do a whole episode on that, but I want to get into the main topic because this is super exciting to talk through. One that has been in the works for a long time. This might have been like our first episode that we thought out, like genuinely. Like we, We've had notes on this since the beginning because we've been so excited. I mean, we've, we've slowly built the list up more and more over time, um, but... Some of them have been confirmed since we've made the list that is to begin true. the game. That is true also, yes. Um, but overall, I've been looking forward to this one. Okay, so we're going to break this down into two sections, if you will. So first one being like properties and new characters, new cards, new movies, new even like, you know, like getting into the Pixar realm kind of, you know, options and talking about some of that. And then the second piece of this, we're going to get into... Like new mechanics potentially, new way to, you know, cards could be utilized, new inks, is that a question maybe that comes up? So just other ways that the game will evolve and change from a mechanics and a playability standpoint. So, okay, your favorite properties that you want to have in not only set two, but set three, four, five, six. Let's hear it. So they already did one, Great Mouse Detective. I was very excited for that. High on your list, I remember that. That was very high. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we've got at least an act or item so far. Hopefully we get some characters in there. Um, Oswald, the lucky rabbit, I'd love to see. Um, Atlantis, characters from Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Uh, more characters from Treasure Planet. Yep. Meet the Robinsons. That's a that's a deep, deep cut. We disagree on that one a little bit. I think the T-Rex would be fun, but yes, Meet the Robinsons. Meet the Robinsons. Uh, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. They, I, I think that's a very deep cut. It is, for sure. I mean, like, Headless Horseman is pretty well-known-ish, I think, though. Yeah, So, for sure. if you were to bring him in with Mr. Toad, maybe that would work. Um, and then Hunchback of Notre Dame would be very nice. So, Quasimodo in there. Quasimodo and Esmeralda are, are iconic, I think. Like, for in, sure. In that realm of, like, iconic 90s characters from, you know, the golden age of, like, or for me, at least, the golden age of Disney, so. Absolutely. Okay, so I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, Ryan the Last Dragon was towards the top of my list. And so that's already been announced. We have a really underwhelming Raya. So hopefully we get, you know, a Floodborne shift 
target on top of that Raya. Um, Wreck It Ralph was is another fun one with like Vanellope and Ralph and Fix It Felix and a couple of the, those characters. Jungle Book we've already seen too. I mean Mowgli and Baloo. It's not my favorite property, but Mowgli and Baloo again are like two of the most iconic Disney characters, and so you have to throw them in there, right? Bear I mean, Necessity song, probably yeah. Be Bear super Necessity OP. song. You already talked about the song with Ka. You know maybe they throw that one in there too as another song Who involved knows? in the set. Who knows? Um, Lady, I'm a huge dog lover, so Lady and the Tramp would be a, a super fun one. Um, you know, and all their buddies along the way. And so I think that, you know, having Lady and Tramp in, in there would be really, really cool as well. Um, getting into, like, Rescuers, that's a little bit more of a deep cut. You know, I think we both agreed on that one uh, would be would be cool to see. Rescuers Down Under especially. Rescuers Down Under, I think we both agree, is our favorite one of the, of the two as well. So, yeah, that would be a big one. And then lastly, Tarzan. I mean, again, not my most favorite property, but a huge one and a ton of fun characters that you could be involved in there. So... Yeah, I, mean, I love the movie with the for the Phil Collins music. That's my favorite part. But, <laughs> but again, there's so many song op- options. Yes. There. So I mean, those are those are kind of like overview of you know like our preferences and like styles and everything. Um, what are your like top like? Do you have any specific like card that you want to see and like any abilities or anything built around that said card? So I think I'll I'll go to one of my favorites, Treasure Planet, for this. I think the character of Morph could be interesting because he he's always shape shifts into something else. So maybe there's some kind of mechanic where he can copy someone else's ability. That'd be sick. That'd um, be sick. I don't know if I mean I don't know how you'd work that in with maybe a lesser known character. Maybe you want to add that ability onto a more well known character. No, I think if you you know you go into the Treasure Planet universe, then you have him there and go for it. I mean, I'd say there are some characters out there now that aren't super well known in the set that's already been out, so throw them in there. You know, that'd be fun. Um, I think on my side, and I'm actually stealing this one from you because I liked it so much from the episode that will never be heard because it was terrible audio. But Fix It Felix from Wreck It Ralph, like imagine Fix It Felix just being like the ultimate powerhouse healer. Like you can draw off his heels, or you can. I don't know, like, quest off of his heels or, like, I don't know, like, the ability to, like, just be super versatile. So, like, I think everybody would consider Rapunzel to be the best healer slash support character in the game right now. But her versatility is all based off of removing damage Mm -hmm. and then drawing off of it. So it's very linear on you get to draw cards. But imagine, like, I don't know, something incredibly OP where you can choose to draw cards or you can choose to quest somebody or ready a card up or like you have the option to do like a a bunch of different things off of his heels and his support. That to me just seems like a no-brainer because he is the fix-it Felix and he fixes everything. So why not have the option to fix everything? I mentioned this on the original episode as well as how about if by fixing someone... He can reactivate their on-play ability. Yes, that, and I didn't say that because I was hoping you would chime in and say that. I mean, that would be crazy if you can like reactivate abilities. So I don't know. Like I'm thinking of Rapunzel again is the big one to like draw on, or you know, Tink when she gets activated. Big Tink when she gets activated, she deals one damage to everybody. Like something like that, where you could reactivate those abilities. They make them a lot bigger threats to be on the board because they can keep activating those abilities that can be really annoying to deal with. For sure. Or even like LeFou where he gets to ready chosen characters so like you can ready him and then ready somebody else and then like you can keep this crazy cycle going like that would be nuts it it would be for sure so possibilities even with just record ralph are, are pretty endless yep and then the one i didn't mention on mine was big hero six 
and the reason I didn't mention it is because I think it kind of like overarches like our main thoughts at what we would like to see in future sets would be like teams you know like big hero six in my mind is like the ultimate team mm -hmm. with baymax and hero and gogo -Go and honey lemon and like all the members of the squad like if you could come to league with a big hero six deck like that would just be so much fun if if they have movie themed decks with characters and teams it would be the i would be the most hyped i've ever been for Lurkana if they did that like if i played my hercules deck versus your big hero six deck mm -hmm. Incredible. That would be incredible, incredible. Like, just the, the fun behind it, because it's like, I you know, they have a little bit of that in today's sets. I mean, there's a ton of Aladdin characters. There's a good amount of, like, Rapunzel characters. And there's a few other properties. I mean, Frozen, there's obviously a ton. But you can't, they're spread across all of the inks, it feels like. And so there's no way to really build, build like, a Frozen deck mm -hmm. or to build an Aladdin deck. And so having the option where they like strategically put Hero and Baymax into an ink together and put Honey Lemon and Gogo -Go into another ink together so that you can combine those two inks to build your Big Hero 6 deck. And I think there's another game, a Disney game that we used to play. Disney Sorcerer's Arena was a mobile game that where Big Hero 6 was one of the most meta teams yeah. for the longest time in the game. And, and then like... The Hercules team would come along and beat it, yeah. And then there would be a Beauty and the Beast team that would beat that, and then it just—I cannot wait for that to happen at some point in Lorcana. Um, Same. Just to be able to fight with different movies each other, I—I I, I would love that. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be like movies, and we've kind of seen it with like the princess deck with like the yep. amber sapphire. So there yep. is a little bit of that today, but even like an original six. You know, like a Mickey and Friends mm -hmm. deck with like Mickey and Pluto and Minnie and Donald and like all of those like having a crazy deck that you could build together. I think just having that option to like turn your favorite properties into your hand or into your deck would be like really enticing to get people engaged in the game and to make it, you know, fun and new dynamics and new theme decks and everything and all of the above. So that's like my overarching hope mm -hmm. or want for like longer term would be to make those teams. Mine too. Mine too. And I again, I think that you know transitions very smoothly into like the next possible team slash expansion, For which sure. would be the Incredibles and Pixar overall. So getting into Pixar, yeah. So if you're doing the Incredibles team, you have to then be okay with doing Pixar. And so before we touch on the Incredibles specifically, I think we both pretty much agree on Pixar here. But how do you feel about the expansion possibility into Pixar? I think it would be. I mean. I want it big time, obviously. I think it's a lot easier to do than other expansions that have been discussed um, yep. by the fans. Yep. I think this one is definitely going to happen the soonest compared to those others, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, but I just, I think it's doable. Very doable. Um, I think so, too. And very exciting. I mean, some of the most popular movies of all time in Toy Story are are in the Pixar realm of things. So if we can get those characters in Lorcana, that'd be very exciting. Yeah, I think Pixar is the most natural transition with Brave. You know, Merida being a Disney princess, mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense to like you know fold in Merida and her three crazy younger brothers. I always forget it's Hamish, Hamlet, and they're all age names. I can't remember, but um, yeah, it can me feel bad. I love that movie and I forgot their names. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we're we're not the we we're not just 
troves of Disney knowledge, clearly. We're big fans, but anyways. Um, so, like, Merida and, you know, like, the bear, Mordu, would be insane, a villain, potentially. Yes. And so, I think that's, you know, a, like, a, a natural transition into Pixar, and if they're doing kind of team theme decks, like we talked about, obviously Incredibles, with Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl and, and Dash and Violet would be insane. And then, obviously, you get into some of the supporting characters from them as well. But we haven't even talked about the biggest Pixar characters. Imagine how nuts it would be with Buzz and Woody. I would be so... I mean, we have to get there at some point in Lorcana. I, I think it happens. I say it's probably at least at least a few years down the road, but it happens for sure. So I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking somewhere within the realm of a year. Is- oh, I, I think you're... I, well, I, it could happen, but I think that's one of those, like... You go through most of the... You start to run out of Disney stuff, and then you unleash the floodgates on Pixar. I could be wrong, though. I could very well be wrong. Just imagine floodboard art of Buzz and Woody. So good, man. I can I And Jesse and Rex and Mr. Potato Head and Lotso and... Mr. Potato Head floodboard. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, there's just... <laughs> there, there's such a... in Slinky Dog? Yes. It, it's insane. There's just so many... Forky. Off- I mean, we're talking. I'm pushing for Forky. (laughs) We're talking about one Pixar property. Then you have Nemo, and you have Cars, and you have Inside Out, and you have Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Wally. Wally. We didn't even talk about Wally in the the never will be seen cut of this. That's probably my number one in in Pixar as well. Wally. And then the one of my I I think it's a deep cut, even though it shouldn't be. Would be um, good old Ian and Barley. Onward, man. From Onward. I love that movie. It's so underrated, I think. Yeah, it did not get its its fair love. I mean, imagine Ian and Barley being an Amethyst. Like it just Manticore? It fits perfectly into Amethyst. Maybe a good gelatinous cube card. That know? would be an insane action to like go, <laughs> you know, insta banish somebody from Amethyst because yes. that's what happens if you get sucked into the gelatinous cube. You just yes. you're gone at that point. So I there's there's just I I think Pixar it has the same kind of feel you know, a lot of the same just kind of vibes that you get from your Disney animation. So I think that makes a lot of sense to, to continue to expand into that. The one that I think will also most likely happen, which would be really fun because, again, big Disney fan, big Disney park fan, would be like Disney live action. Yes. I mean, there, there's a few big ones on the mind, on the brain. Tron and Pirates of the Caribbean. I couldn't agree more. Caribbean? Caribbean? Both work. See, I... I I say the Caribbean Sea, but Caribbean when I say Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I say I say Pirates of the. I think I do both too. I think I actually do that the exact same way. So either works. But yes, I mean those are my those would be my two big ones as well. But I think there's obviously tons of options to get into live action. I mean a, a Davy Jones card that'd be sick. That'd there, be- yeah, again, there's just the 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 amount of characters that you can tap into would be so cool. And then, I mean, and, and then, like, taking the live action, like, one step further and getting into, like, parks properties. Mm-hmm. So, like, a whole new world. Or not a whole new world. Um, It's a small world. Mm-hmm. Would be, you know, insane. And some of the other, like, you know, properties that, I mean, a lot of them are integrated into other Disney movies now. But I think that's a big one, like Haunted Mansion. Harold the Yeti, maybe? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you got some stuff like that. And, you know, I think, you know, I mean, again, Haunted Mansion has been made movies, but it's still not, like, near as mainstream a movie as you get. Hitchhiking Ghosts would be awesome. Yeah. As a card. That would be insane. And then, you know, Jungle Cruise was a movie recently, but I think, again, it's still very much a park property. And so, getting into, like, Jungle Cruise, Matterhorn, Space Mountain. The Birds from Tiki Room. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's a deep cut, but I would love that, too. Like, The People Mover is a deep cut for me. I don't know. I mean, how you know? Maybe it's like to shift some things around on your board. It's an item, maybe. Yeah. So I, I just, I, yeah, I think there's, I think that's definitely longer down the line. Like, call it four or five years to get into park stuff. Now, live, live action, action, live action, I think could be before Pixar. That there's a possibility. Like Pirates of the Caribbean, I could see before Pixar. I. I think there's a possibility. I, I definitely don't know their plans. You know, we've heard that Robinsberger. And Disney have like what four years planned out or mm-hmm. something crazy like that. So they very well might already have like these expansions and these ideas already in their head and kind of, you know, know when they're coming to these properties. But that being said, those are like the two that I think like Pixar has to happen. We need it to happen. I want it to happen. I must have it. <laughs> yes, yes. Disney parks, I'm almost as high on that as Pixar. Like I would love, love, love to have Captain Jack. And all of his supporting pirates on top of, you know... Will Turner? Come on. I know. I was going to say, I was kind of like getting into like the opposition side, like your Davy Joneses, like your Barbosas. But obviously like Will Turner, I mean, is is a must. Salazar, even from the newest one, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I like Salazar a lot too. And so again, you can just, I mean, you can build, you know, a ton, a ton, a ton of cards around these guys. And so I hope, I hope, I hope it happens. Those I imagine will um, we've also gotten some comments on like other possible expansions into Marvel and Star Wars, which it's possible that we're bigger Marvel and Star Wars fans than we are Disney. Mm-hmm. I think they're like on our tier lists of like you know likes slash you know our fandom. I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than anything else. I can I, yeah. can, I can say that easily. I but think. I think we both agree that Marvel Star Wars probably don't have a place in this. I I don't want it yet. I, I don't think I do either. Now, let's say 15 years down the line, right? We're we're kind of needs a little bit of a spice things up. Then sure. Then it's probably a good time if we ever get there. But I just I don't see a world where that really makes sense cuz you'd have to Adding those characters, do you go deep cuts with the normal Disney movies or Pixar, or do you go deep cuts into Star Wars and Marvel? Do you just do the main characters of those? Yeah, I, I think it's just, it would be really, really, like, Iron Man is my guy, like, my go-to. You know, you said Star Wars, I'm a Marvel guy, probably first. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, but I just can't imagine, like, Iron Man battling Mickey. So, there was a, a video game I used to play. It was called Disney Infinity. It was a Toys to Life game. And in each phase of that game, they like the second phase was uh, Marvel. Yeah. The third phase was Star Wars. Yeah. And they really, they really couldn't dive in to either of those. They kind of just had to do with all three Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. They just had to do the main things of each, and really couldn't dive into any of those specifically. Right. Um, and it limited them in that game specifically. Um, so I, I think 
if we ever get there, it's going to be a while. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't. Re- I definitely don't want it anytime soon. And I think if they do do it, I hope they do it as like an offshoot or like a, a sub branch of the game that doesn't like join into the main line where it's like a special edition, like one time. Don't get played in leagues, but more as like a collector kind of deal. We've seen that recently with the Lord of the Rings Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah. Where it's kind of its its subset, and those characters and those cards don't play into the main set. Something like that, I would be okay with. But again, as big a fan as I am, I'm also a massive Disney fan, and just like the magic and the aura behind Disney, like just kind of want to keep that whole. So, for sure. Yeah. So I, I think that. I think that kind of covers like how far we want to push the boundaries. Um, but yeah, so getting really quick into a few of these last ones to wrap this up, um, kind of looking at the mechanics of the game going forward. We've already seen some of that released with Resist being a new mechanic. Um, Very excited about that one. Resist I like a lot. I think that adds a ton to the game. That's high on our abilities tier list. <laughs> yes, I think so too. Especially depending on the decks that you play, Resist will be a really fun one. Um, but... The first question I'll toss out here to you, um, what about a dual ink card? So it can be played as an emerald or as a ruby, and maybe depending on whichever deck you're playing it in, it has maybe slightly differing abilities or something along those lines. The main thing that comes to mind when I think about this is this is how we get closer to that movie-themed deck, that team deck. that's a good point. Um, Because you can have a better chance of getting them all in one deck. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I think that's the main thing that comes to mind for me is just able to have more synergies available. Um, now, I don't know. Maybe we'd have to have a few more inks for this to be possible, maybe. Um, so there's more options. Um, but I, I mean, I could I could see it at some point. I mean, Pokemon did it at one point where there was dual types. Yep. That never caught on and was pretty gimmicky. Um, but I, I could see it working for this. Yeah, I think it could be okay. I think you have to be really careful with how you do it because, you know, when we started playing this again, you know, we've, we've kind of come along this journey together with everyone is that we're definitely noobs in this. And when I started off, I was like, oh, there'll definitely be more inks or there'll definitely be stuff to add to that. But I think every ink has such a specific identity now and like knowing the game much better than I did when we started, like Mm -hmm. really helps me understand that. And so you really have to be, you know, very selective with the way that you would do that because you don't want to, like, destroy those identities of all the different inks. And so along that same line, I don't know, like, what would a new identity for a new ink be? You know, you have your healing, you have your questing, you have your power, you have your ink build, you have your damage dealers. Yeah, you have your... So, like, I, I just... I don't know, like... It, again, I think there'd have to be, like, a lot of new mechanics to, like, build an ink around. And so, I, I just don't think we're there yet. And so, I, I hope that they... If they do do stuff like this, it is, you know, again, like, they definitely build the foundation of the game before changing it too much. So... I mean, is there... Is there a specific Star Wars ink called Force? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like... That would be insane, for sure. Um, and that's maybe getting me a little hyped even thinking about that, but we're not, <laughs> it's getting me a little <laughs> excited thinking about it. Um, but I don't know. I, I like to your point, um, the new identity would just be really tough to get to with, I think 
for for me and you who are new to TCGs, it's kind of hard to think about as the next big mechanic that would would appear. The only other the only other one that I've thought of that I definitely didn't come up with my own, on my own. So I have to thank all of the people on the Lorcana community that have you know talked through this. But what about cards that you can play on your opponent's turn? So. Like, you know, you have a card in your hand that activates, like, whenever an opponent quests, play something. So that you can disrupt their turn when they're in the middle of their their thing. So, I think this is a, a little interesting because we're seeing it a little bit with this new Beast card. For Kinda. when a little bit, your yeah, opponent actually. challenges another card, they would get damaged. That Their card would get damaged. So then that Beast can ready yeah. And so it is activating something during their turn. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and it's a very interesting new thing to think about. Because um, it, 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 you're not doing it, they're activating it. Which is something that I, I haven't even began to thought think about with Lorcana. Yep. Um, and it adds a whole new play style, I think. Yeah, it, it's hard because like when you come up with new mechanics like that, or new mechanics like dual ink types or something like that, you don't want it to be so limited that it doesn't have a bunch of utility because it's you can basically build like only one archetype around it. But you don't want it to be so widespread that it like completely obliterates the way the game is played. So thank gosh I'm not like a game balancer on this because there's no shot that I could conceivably manage the way through all of these decisions. But yeah, I, I think there's just you know some fine lines that have to really be made to make sure that you're not disrupting the foundation of the game that's built, but make it you know new fun twists to the game. Absolutely. Um, and I probably should have said this earlier, but yeah, again, shout out to everybody. I've had we've had tons and tons of tons of comments on this episode. Um, the main three that have given us a ton of you know background info to to consider when talking through some of this would be Zach H. Wayne W. and Maxine M. for some of the contributions that they made to the episode and to the the thoughts and the future plans of some of these things. Thank you guys so much. I, we appreciate the support uh, so much. Thank you guys. Yeah, we, we really do. And it, it's this was a fun one for sure. And, and it was so fun we did it twice. <laughs> yeah, so fun we did it twice. Absolutely. Um, okay, any final thoughts? Any other mechanics or any other final properties that you want to talk about or anything anything else? That, that wrap it up. I've, I've got one final property. Okay, let's do it. Nightmare Before Christmas. We did. We forgot to talk about that one. That is a good one. I think that that, I mean, so it's not in the Pixar realm of things. It's not in live action. It's in its own claymation, claymation realm. Which I think that, I think that's still very much like Disney, Disney animation. animation. So I think, I think we get, I would love for them to do like, I don't know, some sort of Halloween special set or maybe even like a holiday special set that you can use. It like, would fit in both. Yeah, like, it would fit in Christmas. Yeah, then. so like you can use it part of the set, but it's like, you know, rather than being like a full 200 card set, it's like a 60 card like mini set that gets added in, mm-hmm. and you do a bunch of holiday stuff in there and throw those in. That'd be really fun. I think there would be so much hype around that. Like, here comes the new holiday set, Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack Like Skelly mini in. set. Yeah. People would be so hyped for that. That's one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, one of my favorite... Like Halloween movies, I think that, I Halloween think that's guy? one of the bigger ones for sure. Like I think that you know holiday movies. I mean, even like Hocus Pocus. You know, I think every every year people get super super excited for. That's another one, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I like that. Okay, well that's that's a good final edition. So we'll leave it at that. Um, and again, everyone, thanks for listening. We really appreciate all the support, and we will catch you next time. Thank thanks. you guys so much. Bye. Bye.